Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Date Demic, where people of all ages, genders, and walks of life share their dating relation and relationship experiences, opinions, perceptions, and experience. That's what this is all about, folks. The end game here is to hopefully help people better understand each other, whether you've been in a relationship for years or developing a new one or just getting back into the dating arena. We've got you. I'm Rhonda. I'll be your host today and every day. Today's guest is Darius. He is now engaged, but he shares his, his insight into today's dating arena as well as his experiences um, when he was dating. And he also touches on his relationship with his fiance and um, how they've managed to work through differences and issues and just choose each other every day. Anyway, welcome Darius. So, so Darius, give me some background. What you want to know? Um, how long had you dated before you met your fiance? How long had I? Had, how long had you been like? In the dating world? In the dating world. I mean, are we talking adult age or overall? Well, I mean, we, <laughs> adult age could be a whole other conversation. Right, well, well, obviously, we'll just go from 18. So I've been dating since I've been 18. And what has your experience been? <laughs> All over the place. Explain. Good, bad, ugly, you name it. So, what have you looked for? I mean, when you were out, and, and I'm asking these questions because there are people out there that are in the dating realm, and looking at it from a female's perspective, I want to know what a man's looking for. You know what I mean? And a quality, not some, you know, not. For, for me, I guess the, the top thing is always looks. Because if I'm not attracted to you, it's not going to go nowhere anyway. It's always the first thing. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is the conversation. If I can't carry a conversation with you, what are, then what are we doing? Right. So, I mean, those were probably the two main things. I mean, then everything else falls in place after that. So how many like long-term relationships did you have before your girl? Long-term series? Yeah. One. Three years. From 20 to 23. And how did you meet her? It's my high school best friend. Oh, very cool. Being friends is always... So let me ask you this, and this is probably getting personal, yeah. but were you friends before you introduced sex, or did it... Oh, yeah. Like I said, we were friends from 15 until 20. And then it just happened. It wasn't like... I was looking for it. It just happened. And and so, and I'm going to bounce around here a little bit because I think of questions as you're talking, but, you know, when you were out there doing the single thing, what did you, what was your perception of the females that are out there today and how dudes that were, that you ran with dealt with those particular females? Today or back then? Because the, the female... Give me your, give me your this, perspective on both. Because the females today... Yeah, I'm going to say the females today are... Completely different, and it, it could be the age thing, 
where I am now in age versus where I was in age mm-hmm. then. But I mean, the to, the females were I mean they were just like the dudes were. I mean, if you out in the club, you looking for one thing and one thing only. So you to don't me. think a, a female or a male could be out of the club actually looking for something more than just a casual type, hit it and quit it. Some people a better way to some people it. thought processes are different. For me personally, nah. Like I didn't meet my current fiance in the club. Right. I, I mean, every long-term relationship, which has only really been two, like I said, but neither one of them did I meet in a party atmosphere with alcohol involved, getting dolled up or right. jazzed up to go out to find the person to hook up with. Right. That's just how I look at things. So, as a single female, if I were to go out, what quality would I look for in a guy? If I were looking for something long term and not just somebody to 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 hook up with. I mean, what are the signs that a dude's really out there? Just you know, I've been throwing out these podcasts about breadcrumbing and roaching. Yeah. I don't know if you've been following them, not, but not I mean, really. there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, I guess you. I'll. I'll take you and what you're probably mm-hmm. looking for is probably a clean cut guy. Yeah. Someone intelligent. Carries a good conversation. Um, nice smile. Um, just stuff like that. I mean, but how honestly, do you know honestly, you're dealing with a legit dude or a player. That, that's you, my you don't, you don't know until you pull back the layers. You really don't. Because you can look at a guy, which I dealt with when I was single and I was out there, because I dressed a certain way and because I carried myself a certain way, majority of the females would look at me, oh, you're a player. Because back when I was single, and you're going to probably laugh at this, but I always told myself, no matter where I was, mm-hmm. I was top three in the building. I mean, well, you have to have that confidence. But not everybody has that confidence. Because a lot of my friends that I was running with, they were like, yo, how like, how do you get to the point where you mentally have that confidence? And I said, because I believe in myself and I know what I bring to the table. But once you know what you bring to the table, you're trying to find somebody that's going to bring that to the table and match you. And that's a good point. <clears throat> and that takes me to my next question. I am a highly independent woman. I'm strong. I'm strong-willed. I have a, a way that I do things. And I find it's hard to find someone to be confident in that. And I know your fiancé is, whoa, very, um, I don't want to say controlling, <laughs> but, but I want to say... I'll, I'll sit to that. <laughs> very independent. Yes, and, she is. And could possibly be demanding. Very. So how do you come to the table with that and not let that overtake you as a man? Do you understand where I'm coming no, from? No, yeah, I do. Because it, I t- have... it took me years to get to the point, and which is probably the reason why we're going on year 10 of being together, mm-hmm. but only being engaged for the last two. Right. Because we've had... Massive ups, massive downs. Mm-hmm. We've had, we've gone through everything imaginable. Um, but as far as that aspect, 
for me, it was working on myself and being comfortable and confident in myself to know, yes, she's independent, but she's not out here doing me dirty. Right. Because a lot of people think, oh, you want to be independent. You want to do this. You want to do that. Well, you're out here doing shit. And see, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had someone that I dated a couple years back asked me, um, he asked me if I would be interested in going back. No, not at all. And he took it and, and as though, oh, well, he said, well, you were independent. I knew you were independent and, you know, I knew I could never tame you, but it's not about taming. That's no. what they don't understand. It's yeah. like they almost, it almost intimidates them. Yeah. Taming is controlling. Right. I'm not the controlling type. Even though I'm, I'm not an independent person when it comes to relationship aspects. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like being independent. I don't like going hours without talking. That's just me. I need that. I ain't gonna say affirmation, but when I'm fully engulfed in somebody, regardless of what's going on mm -hmm. in my world, because I have a high demanding job, so does she. There are times we go hours without talking to each other. It can be, we can go a whole work day sometimes without talking to each mm -hmm. other, depending on what's going on. But for me, the affirmations that I put out there is that when I get a chance, the first thing I'm doing is texting her, hey, love you. Hey, how's your day going? Right. Not expecting a response right away, but that's just me putting that out there. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Right. And that's important. That's important to anybody, male yeah. or female, I so, think. But. So what attracted you to Heather? I mean, looks, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then once, like I said, once you peel the layers back and you start having conversations. Good Lord, how did you get through her layers? That <laughs> <laughs> joke, she's going to listen to this and go, what? I was, I was determined <laughs> to get through all the layers. And then once you peel back the layers, you start to understand why a person thinks the way they think, reacts the way they react. Mm -hmm. Once you start learning their history, because what I've learned with her independence, it comes from her history mm -hmm. as a person. So she mentally has taught herself that Yes, I need you, but I don't need you for anything. Right, right. You're here because I want you, not because I need you for yes. anything other than... Now, you have some females who are clingy, and they need you for everything. Mm -hmm. She's not that. And that was different for me, because that first long-term relationship wasn't like that. That was the clingy type. So what do you think is the difference between a female that's independent and a female that's just, because um, you have those females out there that wear that independence as a badge, but in a not so nice way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Come off bitchy. Yes. Like, honey, you can't do anything for me. I'm not doing for myself. My shit you doesn't stink. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just have never gotten that. Is it, do you think that the difference is, a, is confidence? Some of it's confidence. And some people skate that thin line between being confident and being cocky. Mm -hmm. 
And coffee is so unattractive, male it or is. female. Male or female, it yeah. is. And a lot of the females, and it comes from them being gassed up their whole life. Mm-hmm. They feel that they're on a pedestal that nobody can touch. Do you think it's that they feel that they're on a pedestal, or do you feel like that, that it's because they've been beat down and disappointed for so long that they've just picked up this this attitude of... To me, and, and well, to me, going back to when I was dating, the females that were like that, they weren't the ones who were beat up, beat down mentally, emotionally, physically, this, that, and the third. They were literally females who thought their shit didn't stink. Mm. Now, you got some females who have that confidence now because they've gotten through the mental aspect, the physical aspect of being abused. Mm-hmm. And now they say, I got through that so I can get through anything so I can stand on my own too right? and be good. But just from my experiences, the females who were that way, they really thought that their shit didn't stink. Mm-hmm. So back to your, your current relationship. You, you said that you guys have pretty much been through everything. I, I would assume that would include you've run into some trust issues. Yes. How have you gotten through that? How do you see past those things? Work and time. Just proven over and over again. Hey, you can trust this. I know I messed up here. I'm gonna show you that we're not going back there. Right. And it's just it's time. So why? So so riddle me this, because I've always been that person that if you screw up in my eyes. There's no, there's no coming back from that. There's no way we can ever heal because if you'll do it once, then I didn't mean enough yeah. to you for you not to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and initially, yeah, you think that mm-hmm. for me, initially, because I've been in those spots in our relationship, there have been times where we've separated for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Literally. We pretty much have been living together the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's times where, hey, I'm I'm staying somewhere else. But you get to the point. After that time, you realize, okay, you made that mistake. I made this mistake. But the love was so strong that you come back. Come back and work on it. So what's a deal breaker for you? Ugh. I, honestly, I don't even have an answer for that. And it's it's crazy because every, you would think everybody would have a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But because we've, gone, we've gone through things that most people would say, that's a deal breaker. We dealt with it. We moved on from it. And we've actually grown from it. That's what I was going to ask you. If you feel like you guys are stronger because of it. Oh, yeah. We're stronger now than we've ever been. Every day feels like we're you know what I mean we're still climbing right that infinity ladder to where we need to be and I guess for me I come from a family where literally I go to my grandparents down to my mom and dad down to my aunt and uncles where everybody's been married 
mm-hmm. 25 plus years. Like when my grandfather passed away on my dad's side, him and my grandmother had been married 55 years. Wow. My grandfather just passed away last year on my mom's side. Him and my grandmother had been married 55 plus years. My mom and dad celebrate 44 years this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, see, so you and, see, aunts and I've uncles, aunts and uncles, thirty plus years, twenty five plus years. So, I'm surrounded by that. Right. I've seen them go through. They never talked about it because we were kids, but looking back on life, you've seen them go through issues, and work it out. And I think that's where I get that mentality from. Of you're going to work it out. Right. Yeah, see, I was never exposed to that. So it's taken me, you know, I'll be 53 in May, to get to a point where I'm learning myself and I think I could actually go into a relationship Mm -hmm. and work through stuff that I normally would just throw my hands up and go. And and on the flip side of that, she doesn't come from that. Right. At all. Other than her grandparents... Everything else has been right. I'm not going to use the word disposable. Dysfunctional, dysfunctional disposable. disposable. Yep. There's no long term. And what do you think is what? What's the difference? What's the difference between your family, your parents going that put putting in the work and like her parents not? I mean, what do you think makes people so different in that? What makes some people willing to, to work and fight and others just sort of going, you know what, this isn't working, so let's just end it. Honestly, and not to say that her family is not a religious family, right? but I come from a deeply religious family. Mm-hmm. Top on down, both sides, deeply religious. Like to the point until I was 16, I was in church every Sunday morning, no matter what. Right. I was on the children's choir, usher, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. fully engulfed into the church atmosphere. Literally, when my side has family dinners, pray, break out in Bible study sometimes, Mm -hmm. break out in singing. Yeah, I can tell you she didn't have that. (laughs) It's it's different. A lot of people don't. Yeah, it's different. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Just coming from a deeply religious family, you work through things until you can't work through things no more. Right. Like if you get to the point to where you say, we've been down this road too many times now. Mm-hmm. And I guess to go back to that previous question, I guess for me, I guess that would be it. Once we take this step, mm-hmm. any disrespect and what I mean by disrespect I mean relationship disrespect communicating with somebody else getting involved with somebody allowing else, someone else to allowing somebody else to tap into your emotions mm-hmm. your physical once we step in front of God in church and say I do that could be the deal breaker right from there yeah because then it's it's I get it. I don't know how to verbalize it, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So they there's a saying that um, women cheat and men just have sex. Do you agree with that? No. 
and you're going to probably take this the wrong way. Well, I agree to that. Yes. So I take that back. I do agree to that. Because for a woman to cheat, you have to tap into her emotions. Mm -hmm. For a man, a lot of times, sex is just physical. How is that? How can a guy just lay because with a woman and not have any type of attachment? I, I mean, coming from a female's perspective, I just don't get it. I, it's, it's, it's hard to men describe. Are so different. It's hard to describe. And even when somebody's out here single and they're having casual sex, the female might tell you that, oh, there's no emotions involved. But I am a firm believer as far as how I look at things. For the female, when you're doing that, somebody is entering your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have you're emotional, yeah, you're going yeah. to have emotional attachments to that. And I think that's the difference. Because with a man, it's, I might get a couple pumps in, I'm going to go by my way. But for a female, like you're opening yourself up to this person. Because in that moment, that person has total control of you. You're for a female, I mean, you're in the most vulnerable, vulnerable position yes. that you can be in. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Totally so, different. so with that saying, yes, women cheat, men just have sex. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. So, I, and I know I keep jumping back and forth between no, your fine. relationship and between dating, but what do you, what do your roles look like in your relationship right now? I mean, do you feel that one controls more than the other? Do you feel like it's 60-40, 50-50? I mean, what is... What does your relationship look like? It's a, it's a pretty even balance right now. When it comes to the day-to-day -day aspects, at this moment, I pick up more of the slack, but it's because she works a demanding job. Mm -hmm. She's also taking college courses. Mm -hmm. So she needs to have that separation from the family to focus on what she needs to focus on. Right. I don't, so you I look don't, at your building. You're basically, I mean, right now you're picking up the slack, but it's because you're both working towards something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not necessarily we're both working towards something. She's working towards something to better our family. Right. So right. if I got to pick the kids up or find a way to get the kids from daycare, school, get them to our practice, get into dance practice, whatever. But I got to pick the slack up. I'm going to do it because we're a team. And so, so, speaking on team, I mean, when you guys got together, I mean, you had a child already. She had a child already. How yes. did that work? I mean, did you guys struggle with that? It's not at all. Did you struggle with previous partners? I mean, did or did oh, yeah. it all just oh, work? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the other parent, the first couple years was always an issue. Always. And so how did you guys work through that? I mean, because that can really, that can be difficult. It can be. But we we dealt with it. We moved on from it. I mean, I dealt with the situation of getting in a physical fight with her daughter's father. In and the you guys club. came back from that? Oh, yeah. Today, we're good. Literally. He texted me the other night. Hey. I'm out for a beer. Come meet me. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, and, and, and vice versa. With 
my son's mother. A lot of people look at it as weird, but I don't because it benefits the kids to be the way we are. Almost definitely. She was in my son's mother's wedding. She's in our wedding as a bridesmaid. That's awesome. That lot, really is awesome. A lot of people can say Like that. we co-parent very well with both sides now. And it just, it took getting to the point where we both had to say, no matter how you feel mm -hmm. or no matter how I feel, we're raising kids together. Right. Because when we got together, my son was only two. Her daughter was only one. Yeah. So, yeah. So. That's, that's actually a really good age. <laughs> and now, the now they're 11 and 10. One's about to turn 11 in a couple weeks. The other one turns 12 in a couple months. Right. So it was easy to, because as far as raising them, and I think that helped us out a lot too early on getting to the point where we are now because it was almost like we were raising twins. Mm -hmm. Because they were so close in age. They were so close in age and they went through everything together. All like the they're in the same All the grade. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the same grade. They've always been in the same grade. So they're in the same grade, always been in the same school, everything. So, I mean, we literally potty trained them together. They learned how to ride bikes together. Yeah, learned how to awesome. tie their shoes together. We've gone through all those steps together. Yeah, that's awesome. So. So you've all basically grown together. Yes. So... Before you met Heather, would you have been someone that you would date? I mean, would you have looked in the mirror? Because I got to tell you, I'm just now at a point where I have to look in the mirror and go, oh, yeah, I would date her. Oh, if yeah. I were a single oh, yeah. dude, I would date her. Oh, yeah. Where a year ago, well, actually two years ago, I would have said, yeah, no. I've, I've always thought that. Held yourself to a certain standard. Yeah. And it goes back. So you've never had a bad breakup and, and like, had a bad, like, moment in time. As far as emotional, yeah, no, good for you. No, and I and I and I think, and like I said, it goes back to literally only having two real long-term relationships. Because even with my son's mother, that wasn't a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. We met, things happened. Right. Two months after we met, she's pregnant. Right. So we separated when happened. he was six months, like <laughs> yeah. fully separated. We were pretty much already right there, but the lease was up on our apartment when he was six months old. I went my way. She went her way. Haven't been back since. So the next subject I want to touch on, and I haven't touched on it really with anyone else just because I don't know. I probably could have talked with Heather about it when I um, interviewed her. What issues do you run into being an interracial? Uh, yeah. A lot of issues. Mm -hmm. a lot Have you of issues. lost friends? No. Has she lost friends? That I don't know. Mm. That I don't know. So what has been your experience? I mean, and even for the kids. I mean, how does what does that look like for them? Um, the kids. My son is the only one who's ever had an issue, and I literally had to have a sit down conversation with him girl in school they were texting back and forth mm -hmm. 
the girl's dad tells her you're not allowed to text him anymore because he's black. Mm. He doesn't look at himself as black. Right. Because he has a mom who's white with blonde hair. So he, I'm mixed. But like I told him, it doesn't matter because society, the world, looks at you as oh my gosh, a black man. Take that conversation. I mean, oh, how do you, he, he to how this day he he still doesn't understand fully, and he shouldn't. He's eleven. I don't expect an eleven year old to understand that. But the older he gets, the more conversations we will have. With my family, I never had an issue. I never had to deal with any issues because I have older cousins Mm -hmm. who are in interracial relationships. Mm -hmm. So my family was already open to it. They're fine with it. Whatever. Open to it. Dealt with it. Yeah. Whatever they had to do. Move on. Have to have the conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I mean, literally, I remember being twenty, starting that relationship that I had in that time frame. And my little brother, all he was dating was Caucasian females. And my mom literally sat down with us and asked us why. Mm-hmm. I come from a very big family. And I told my mom, I said, it's three reasons why for me. One, either related to me. Two, they've been ran through. Mm-hmm. And three, even though I've dated black girls, mm-hmm. it's just like they look at me because I grew up in a quote unquote white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They look at me as the Carlton Banks mm-hmm. type. Gotcha. The main thing was, I literally, and I tell this story, and I laugh every time I tell it. I'm in high school. I'm a junior in high school, so I'm 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Female transfers in. Like I said, my confidence has always been there when it comes to stuff like that. So I tell my friends, don't even try. I'm on that already. Get home that night, sitting down, eating dinner. Mm -hmm. My mom says, hey, your cousin just transferred to Bennett. Oh my gosh, you know not. And it was that female. Never seen this female a day in my life. And it was almost really, literally at that moment where I said, nah, I'm not going to run into that situation dating a Caucasian female, Hispanic female, any female that's not African American. Right. So that's what kind of pushed me that way. So I, I had a guy I was talking to who has his own podcast, and um, he was telling me about this um, white guy that jumped on, Caucasian guy, whatever, and he, um, no, it's a black guy who only dates white girls. And this guy that has the podcast, he was getting upset, and he was, you know, he was just venting to me, and he said, Rhonda, the whole entire podcast, this guy who is a black man, was had nothing good to say about black women. I mean, he was just bashing, 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 yeah. bashing, bashing. Yeah. So, you, and, and the reason I, I speak to that is because you're not, you don't see primar- primarily white girls because... Um, no, I, I love 
black women. I I have a lot of like I said, I have a lot of <laughs> a lot of female cousins. Even growing up I had a lot of black female friends who I am still cool with to this day. Right. I don't have any disregard for that. Right. It's just for me and I and I could have went back. I went to a HBCU college. Mm-hmm. Two of them, actually. I could have went back. And even while I was at them HBCUs, so, I did date black females. So what attracts you to Caucasians? Because, I, I mean, I, that, could, I could do For a me, it, it's, not, it's not even an, it's not that I have a just specific attraction towards them. It's like they're attracted to me. Right. And that sounds weird, but I've had friends, black friends, who only date black women. Mm-hmm. Literally say, like, how do you conversate with them? Right. Because they've been taught there's a different aura about them. All women are the same. Culturally, we are. We can be very different. You can be different. We can be very different. But like I told him, I said, if you're confident in yourself, she's vibing with you. Mm -hmm. This is gonna come off nasty, but. The thing that I always say when anytime somebody asks me that, I tell them, all pussy's pink. No matter what color the exterior I'm, I'm is. I'm learning that that's really the, what people, I mean, it's the reality of it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the, the package in its entirety. Yes. Yes. It doesn't matter what the exterior looks like. Mm-hmm. Are they a good person? Mm-hmm. Do they come from a good family? Can they carry on a conversation? Right. Can they meet you? Are they bringing anything to, to the, the table? table? Not even yes. meeting halfway. Right. Are they bringing anything to the table? Right. If you reach all four of them, sky's the limit. But what living in this area, a lot of them have dealt with the first time they tried to talk to a Caucasian female, dealt with the nasty side of that. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, yeah. I have recently um, dated a black man, and I've given up friends because Yep. And see, people still don't look yeah. upon it favorably. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I used to always discount um, when you, 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 you speak to a, a black guy, and he's like, you know, you just don't understand. We're beat down regularly, blah, 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 blah. And, you don't understand it until you're sitting in the car at a drive-thru at the bank and the bank teller looks at the guy you're dating and says, you have to come in the bank to cash that check because we have to get you on camera. Yep. Okay, as a 50-year-old white Caucasian female, whatever, you Never been through me, that. Never. Never experienced it. And, and I, yeah. My heart hurt and I was embarrassed for him. Yeah, and, and that goes back because a lot of times when we're at functions, dinners, whatever you call it, with her and her side, I go into my shell. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you need to be open. You need to be open. And she's right. She really I, is She right. is right. If you shine through. Because I, I think that more times yeah. than not, even the guy I was dating, he would get quiet. And then one time, he was over here. And then people came over. And he's dancing around the kitchen. He's singing. He's cooking. And they saw the person that I see on a regular and it was like, wow, he's really cool. Well, yeah, but you just but gotta, you are, but you hard. do, but it's it's hard to do that when you 
see how people already are. Mm -hmm. It's hard to break through that. Mm -hmm. Like when you when you're dealing with people who always comment about this race mm -hmm. on social media, fly the Confederate flag. Mm -hmm. You already know what their mindset is. Yeah, you do. She has people like that around her. Mm -hmm. So outside of her immediate family, it's hard for me to be in a situation to where I see that and I'm open. Right. Right. I get it. Situation. Last 4th of July. We're at a little boat parade or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Mind you. Probably 300 boats out here. DJ, jamming. Out of all those people, who's the only one that looked different? Mm. Altercation breaks out. Fight breaks out. I'm now involved in this. I look around. And I say, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're literally the only one out here. And I knew I had protection with right. her people but mentally I'm like you have no protection out here yeah you've left yourself open wide open mm -hmm. to the point where I told her I'm not putting myself in that situation ever again you can go if you want to go and have a good time with your friends and family right I'm not gonna put myself in that situation again you know it really um yeah it sucks to have to go through life Moving like that. It does. Mm -hmm. But there's more, there's enough people in the world who accept us for who we are versus the people who don't to power through that. And embrace it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Seriously. At the end of the day, and just like she says, they don't live with us. Mm -mm. They're not dealing with our life. This and the third, but it's hard, like you said, being, for me, it's hard because I, like I said, I grew up in a predominantly Caucasian neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Growing up, out of 120 families, five were black. So it was times where I would go to friends' houses and I couldn't walk through the front door. We had to sit out back. Or if we went into a certain part of the house, they're not allowed to walk around the house. They got to stay in this room. You're not the first person I've heard tell stories like that. There's a guy I was talking to one time, and he grew up in Chincoteague. Well, he spent uh, a time in Chincoteague, and he couldn't go in the front door. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, he had started talking to a Caucasian girl, not in a sexual way, but just as friends. And the father threw a fit, and they weren't even allowed to talk, I mean, at all, any yeah. type of communication. Yeah. It's crazy that... Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't. So a lot of my stuff up. stems from going through that, and no different than her being the way she is because of how her upbringing was. I'm that way because of how my upbringing was. Like my mom and dad busted their butts to make the best life for me and my brothers. So once my dad was able to build a house in this neighborhood, he did so because mm -hmm. he was showing us the blueprint. Forget what the world is. Right. This is how, if you want to be a successful man, 
this is how you do it. You forge your way. And that's that's what I've been trying to get through to one particular person. You can't, you have to hold your head up high and you do, and it, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is hard, and you mentally have to have the wherewithal of saying, "I'm not letting that bother me." Right. I'm not. And that's tough. It is, and I'm I'm to the point where majority of the situations that I'm put in, I can do that. But that just like that one particular situation, I would never put myself in that situation ever again. Because. Everybody around me, they can go back to that, be comfortable. Right. I would never be comfortable in that situation. I wasn't comfortable going into the situation to begin with. Right. Because I knew I was going to be the only non-white at this function. Mm-hmm. But I went because I wanted to spend time with my fiance and her family. Right. That's why I do a lot of stuff. Because I know that makes her feel good. Me being there, not sitting home. Well, you're also setting an example for the kids, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want them to feel the fear and stop. You want them to feel the fear and be cautious. Yes. But not stop. Yeah. All right. So, being a single person in today's world, what advice can you offer? Whether it's male, female, what advice can you offer when you're dealing with someone in today's dating arena, because I'm going to tell you, I've been learning stuff that makes me go, you know, I'm just, I would rather stay single. Don't, don't force. And what I mean by don't force, don't force the emotional attachment. Mm -hmm. Don't force the need for physicality. Just don't force it. Let it happen naturally. Mm Mm-hmm. If it's meant to be, it will be. Do you think that you can build off a one night stand? I don't know if I can answer that because I've never built off a one night stand. Mm. Would you ever carry on interest? I mean, have you ever had one? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) did you ever think the next day, you know what, I think I might hit her up? No. Yeah. I mean... So that pretty much answers the question, <laughs> If it was good, I might have went back for seconds, but... But... <laughs> other than that, no. Other than that, no. Like I said, when I was out here and I was single and I was going out, literally, I was probably out back in my single days five nights a week. You name, you name the spot, I had a VIP card to it. Right. Literally... I had two gold cards of secrets. I had a friend. You're getting it in, Darius. I had a friend. I I had a friend who had (laughs) who had a gold card, so we had three total. And what we would do, we would get there late, not standing in line. Right. We get there late. We walk them by the line. If we see a group of girls where all of them are attractive, y'all come in with us. That's what we did. Literally. Whether. Party block, Cowboy Coast, Fagers, wherever. I had a VIP card to all of them. All right. (laughs) So I I can't, I I don't know. You were a player. (laughs) I wouldn't say I was a player. I, I loved 
the aura of the confidence that I had in myself. Right. But when I met my fiance, she literally was the first female where I felt like I didn't have to have that confidence to that level. Why, why do you think that is? I, I don't know. Did she build you up? I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was weird because when I met her, and like I said, I've, I've met a lot of female in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. None of them made that impression on me like she did. Don't know what it was. Honestly, I don't. She is queen-like. <laughs> that's what she thinks, and that's what you like to tell her. But no, she is. She is. But I, like, literally. Because even when I met her, I was still in the quote-unquote dating world. Mm-hmm. So how long did it take for you to realize that you just didn't want to deal with anybody else? I mean, was it as soon as you guys started talking, or? No. Probably two, three months. So what, what, what? In your mind, clicked. I mean, what stood out? What 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 made you go, damn? You know what? I think she's the one. What did it for you? It's gonna sound cheesy, but literally, because having kids, the age we had kids at the time, sitting down to eating dinner, mm-hmm. and two kids in a high chair and us in a table it instantly gave me this is my family wow that's cool yeah that's cool instantly gave me that feeling so you saw it yeah mm-hmm. and that's how it's been since so with your experience you know having family members that have withstood the test of time obviously what advice would you give as far as building a relationship and keeping that relationship going what is in so it's a twofold question one what advice can you give on seeing a relationship through building and sticking with it one and two how do you keep it i mean you guys are how many years in nine so you're through the honeymoon stage how did you make it through (laughs) how did you make it through the honeymoon stage and you're still together making it work so I guess it would be a one-part one, one part question because it, it, one leads into the other. That's the you, same question. You have to have that you time. When I say you time, mm-hmm. just you and your partner. Right. Everybody, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Everybody has a busy life. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we got three kids because we got the older two and we got one together. Mm-hmm. So we're always moving. Like I said, it's some nights... We're not home until 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Majority of the nights, not out of our work clothes until we go to bed. But it's in those moments where we can decompress and just sit there and, and have a conversation. Sit there and watch a movie. Watch her favorite show. Mm-hmm. Or me watch a sporting event and she sit there with me. Those times I cherish the most. Mm-hmm. Literally, every morning... When we wake up, I tell her, this is my favorite time. Right. Just laying here, holding each other. 
this is what gets well, me through my day. Yeah, this is what gets me through my day. Yeah, absolutely. No, you have to keep dating. You have to. And we've fallen off of that wagon a little bit just because life is so busy right now. But we still try to find time to have that date night mm-hmm. to where we go out. Even if it's just to grab dinner. Right. Because we don't go out out anymore. If we go out, I mean, we're normally home 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I know. I've hung with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's always an early night. Then 2 o'clock mornings, no. 3 o'clock mornings, no. In our early days, yes. for grown-ups. No. But just, you got to keep your relationship active. You can't let the stressors of life, you can't let the business of life take you away from that. Right. Because if you don't, then you will start separating. Growing apart. Mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally. And those are the two key aspects. The mental and emotional aspect. Because once you lose them... You lose a relationship. Right. Anybody can be physical. Mm-hmm. But that mental so connection, that emotional connection, that, especially for me, that emotional connection, I'm going to let you know every day, I got your back 1,000%. So you wake up every day and choose Heather. You have to wake up every day every and day. choose. Yep. Every day. And I plan on doing that for the rest of my life. Aw. Damn, if I were... I don't, I don't know about her, but I kind of speak for myself. <laughs> I'm going to drink to that. <laughs> well, Darius, I appreciate your insight. Um, and I guess maybe next time I'll have you both on here. Get you fighting each other or something. We can do that. <laughs> we can do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, folks, that was Darius. Thank you again, Darius. Um, look again, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, please like follow, um, you'll get notifications as to when I post my little, um, dating terms or when I post a, a new, a new topic or discussion or debate. Sometimes we get pretty heated. Anyway, again, the date demic. Thank you. Now I don't have time for this shit.